So from all the, the money that I saved from drinking, I actually bought a bicycle as well. Oh my God. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I need some time to process that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Yun Chi Wai. I am a musician, artist, and curator based and living in Singapore. My music would be an intersection of um, an expression of, of how I feel at the moment, expressed through sound, uh, which, which in a way, once it's put together, it might or might not uh, be, or, or might not have any cognitive uh, uh, coherence to some, but to some others, it might appear as music. So at sometimes it, it might be loud, sometimes it might be soft, sometimes it might be spacious, and sometimes it might be dense. Do you play a particular instrument? Um, at the moment, yes, I play the guitar, electric guitar. Um, in the past, I've also experimented with uh, different synths, electronic gadgets. Um, I learned the piano when I was young. Yeah. How has COVID and the pandemic affected your practice? Uh, it has affected my practice in ways that are a little bit surprising. Um, of course, a lot of my work required me to, to travel, to, to meet people from overseas and to hold performances overseas. That, of course, uh, took a halt and affected the practice a fair bit. But at that same time, um, it also allowed me to, to introspect, to, to learn, to rest, to read, to watch, to listen, to feel a lot more. Um, so, so there were negative effects, but there were also positive effects. I was just actually talking to a friend of mine uh, a few weeks ago, and I was because we we had a lockdown, which started uh, the first week of April, which is kind of like about yeah a year ago, and and I was telling her that I really missed that period. I really missed that period of of not being able to go out or not going out. Um, just staying in and and working out a routine that that kind of cleansed my body at, at that same time um ridding myself of toxins um stopping a lot of stuff and and actually it was it it kind of started this thing for me to lead a a little bit of a more sober sober life i i would imagine so i I quit. I quit uh, drinking alcohol. Really? Now? Yes. Too? Yeah. Even now? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, I've stopped. I've completely stopped. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. So, so if there was something like positive that really came out of COVID, of the whole COVID situation, was was probably this. I I'm, I I can imagine. It's funny you say that because I think a lot of uh, musicians. You know, when, when everything went into lockdown, actually got much healthier. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> yeah, and here as well, I I think um people started to to realize that their body was was in bad shape. So during the lockdown and also this year, um, other than your own house, where do you think you spent the most time? Mm, I mean, during the lockdown. The lockdown was a, was a very strange situation. So it was a very strange feeling. As much as I wanted to to leave the house, there was this there was this thing that was pulling me back. But um, I did try. I mean, yeah, it, it took a, a bit of effort to leave the house after a while. Um, the the places or the place that I went to, um, not a lot, but but. I gravitated towards this place was the beach, which was just across from my place, um, just for some fresh air, um, and also to to look at the surroundings around me. Sometimes with people, and sometimes without, and most times without. And also trying to observe how people coped with the natural environment once again. So this project, uh, like I mentioned earlier, it's is a lot about kind of um, how we find new colleagues and collaborators in this new mode where we used to rely so much on face-to-face interaction. And both you and I, as musicians and curators, a lot of our work kind of falls upon finding people, right? Like to, to find colleagues and um, also uh, forming this really strong bond. How would you say that you find people to work with or collaborators or people that you uh, find inspiration from? What do you see in them or what do you kind of use as a, as a judgment uh, to find these kind of people? Hmm. It's a tough question to, to actually put a finger on. But I guess um, the tenacity to, to, still, to still do what we're doing despite Despite the the challenges that that we are facing or we've been we have been facing, I mean I still see um, colleagues and friends still still doing what they're doing despite um, having so much difficulties to make ends meet. There are a lot of people who who have pivoted to other other forms of survival, but still um, doing that to to make sure they can do what they're doing. So I think this, this kind of tenacity, this kind of rigor, um, I've grown to, to appreciate a lot more. I come from a little bit more of a privileged uh, situation because in Singapore, it's a, small, it's a small place. They manage the situation pretty well later on, but initially it was pretty bad, but they, they kind of managed it pretty well um, quite quickly and it is also a place that has government arts funding which a lot of uh, colleagues and friends around the region or even in uh, Europe or America do not have this this uh, privilege so 
So that's that's something that I've I've grown to realize, and I've also uh, tried to look towards friends who who are struggling and 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 appreciate their tenacity in in doing what they're doing. So you also curate and you also organize uh, a festival every year called Play Freely. Uh, how was it? How was your experience of uh, organizing Play Freely? Although this time it was uh, mostly installation work, uh, what was your experience uh, communicating with the artists uh, remotely? And uh, you know, if again, if if we if you were to do that with that without all the restrictions, all the artists would have c- came a couple of weeks, and yep. you would have had sort of a different kind of communication. This time it was all you know, online or emails. Uh, yes. How was, how was that experience for you? Yeah, that, that was something that, that we had to think about a lot. Um, actually, when we just presented Play Freely uh, a couple of weeks ago, the idea was born out of the, the lockdown period when, when I was thinking about how to, how to get people to reacquaint to real life again. After after being estranged from from the physical for so long, so so that was when I thought about um, having an improv music festival transformed into something that is that is uh, installation based, exhibition based, and for in the past musicians would play freely with each other, will will improvise with each other, but this time round we we kind of set up an exhibition and allowed the audience to be the one to be the ones playing freely it was it was rather difficult to to communicate certain things because i mean obviously it would be most um, efficient with you being around and and looking and and positioning and tuning the stuff all together so to have it you know sometimes have to install uh, remotely using like devices like communicative devices it's it takes up a lot more time it takes up a lot more energy um, especially some with uh, uh, time differences as well that is also quite quite a challenge um, yeah so basically that just it, it, sometimes I, I feel it, it misses that touch, that the artistic touch in in finishing. After after installing, after setting up everything, I I had walked the the exhibition many many times, and sometimes I I'll, I'll just look at it, knowing that yeah okay I touched these cables, I I I arranged it like that, I I moved it like that, and many times I'll just be standing there and wondering. If it would be arranged or maybe it would look differently if the artists were around, if the artists set it up themselves, would would he coil the wires this way? Would she position this a little bit more to the left or right? Stuff like that. Did you feel that the artists had trust in you? Uh, yes, yes. Like was yes. it was it something that they were very uh, specific in their instructions, or were they also kind of giving you a lot of the uh, space or authority to to make decisions? 
I think it's a little bit of both. Um, there are there are some who just yeah just these are the works you just do what you want with them, but there are some of course you know need because of the nature of the work. If if you if you don't get some parts of it in that particular situation or the position, it won't work. So there's a there's a mixture of both. I think I was very detailed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> very, very detailed. Well, you know, you could be very detail-oriented with how things look, but with sound, it's, it's almost impossible. Yeah. And I found that uh, for the aspect of sound, I, I just had to completely rely on, on you or to, like, listen through you or, or whoever was there. Yeah, exactly, because, because volume is subjective as well. Um, and in the space, you know, the, the way you, you made the work at home when you, when you put it on, as compared to having it in a space that's much larger, just concrete and, and, and a different kind of electrical uh, power influences or changes the work a lot. I mean, the power, the power sometimes here could could fluctuate and it, it could be it could be dirtier as in you know maybe next door they're, they're using more power it, it affects the power that's in the room that let's say your work uh, was installed so there are all these fluctuations that, that are very difficult to to preempt okay so um what do you know of uh the artist uh, joseph boyce I don't know much. I'm pretty bad at art history, um, but I've I've seen works from him before when when I went to museums in in Europe. Uh, yeah, so so limited, very limited uh, knowledge. Just that I know that it was uh, he was part of the success movement, uh, of which a shop that we used to 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 kind of run together in Singapore. We, or rather, I came up with the with the title Fluxus. Uh, this was in the probably the mid two thousands. Okay, so for the for the last question, um, you know, when everything goes back to normal, how do you imagine your first concert or your project or um, you know whatever whatever kind of creative output? Um, how how do you imagine this to be, or what what do you want it to be? It's a it's a funny question as well because it because we're through this year we've been so so distanced from each other socially, physically, uh, geographically that I'm I'm also wondering once you put uh, improvisers together in the same place whether they will still remember how to improvise or they'll come up with a new form of improvisation that that is that has kind of like distilled through this this uh, process of distance so I'm, I'm kind of interested to to see how that goes um to of course i mean the the projects i would love to do is still to to travel and, and meet up with with friends like yourself like you know with fen and and um, just perform and and relish in the in this 
in this improv improvisation language that could be new or could be still old or could be you know estranged in some ways that would really suck if we finally get together and the music was so bad <laughs> and it just didn't feel right and very awkward <laughs> yeah exactly right or or worse still it sounds the same yeah and th- and then you don't even drink so it's going to be such a <laughs> such a boring serious conversation <laughs> all right Chiwai, thank you so much yeah. um yeah thanks for participating in this project yeah, and uh yeah you know i was going to end this by saying i really look forward to seeing you in person and playing again but your last answer kind of made me a little bit more concerned about this <laughs> <laughs>